here. It's time. It's not the joke workshop. What fucking show is this? It's happy hour. Yay. Should I, t- I should turn up the, I should turn, should I turn up the heat out here or are you guys okay? It's a small room. What do you guys think? You want, you know, everyone feels good? Okay, good. Do you like the new setup? Yeah, I tried it. No one ever wants to sit in the front anyway. Isn't that fucking sex? We have a guest host tonight. His name is Chaitanya. I think uh, he's going to be here. He got in a car wreck, which is significantly not funny, uh, but he's going to, so I'm just going to do a little hosting for you guys before we get started. Um, Anybody uh, see that new Gillette commercial? Wow. (laughs) The best a man can get. Men, you can be so much better. I feel like everyone's a fucking snowflake now. Like everyone's just, oh, the little boys are being bullied. Oh, no. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very upset with the children. The kids these days. They're like little fluffy snowflake babies that, oh, my life is so rough. Oh, anyways, I, there's, here's the problem with kids these days is that their parents are giving them a participation trophy for every goddamn thing. You know what? Sometimes you're not good enough, kids. Sometimes you have to work a little harder, put a little effort in, right? It's, but it's the participation trophy, the trophy that everybody gets. So no participation trophies tonight. Everybody laugh if it's funny, and if it's not, tell them to go fuck themselves. That's, that's what we do here at Happy Hour. So Chitanya, I think that's how we pronounce his name. It's like Chitanya Sharma. I'm like, what a name. It's great. I like, I like Indian names. I think our names are a little boring. Your first comedian has a really, <laughs> really boring name, but he's a hella funny guy. Uh, hey, guys, put your hands together for John Gallagher. I'm very happy to be here, and uh, yeah, then that's a, uh, I don't know, most of the time that gets a laugh because people are like, oh, this is a miserable time, but I genuinely am happy to be here, uh, and that's it's one of those things, I get, I'm getting tired of uh, doing this, I've done stand for a little while, one of my biggest pet peeves is when uh, uh, you come to one of these shows and whatever, it's like the crowd's kind of whatever, or the show's not as great, and people get up here, it's like, oh, have other better things to do. As like a person watching, it's like, go home, dude. Like, what are you? What? Why are you wasting your time? Are you? Are, is there? Are you in like part of the worst like saw scenario of all time, where you like have to open mic or like need to do stand up comedy forever? Like, there's a weird jigsaw villain to go like, if you do not perform five minutes of stand up comedy, your mother will die. Like, oh no, I gotta come up with some tight observational bits soon. What the fuck? What am I gonna do? It's like, come on, have fun, or just go home. You know? Oh, sorry. Wait. Fuck. I forgot I'm chewing gum. I'm sorry, guys. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but I am feeling nice, though. I, uh, I, I was just remembering this the other day that uh, my coworker, uh, I was I was going to the bathroom one day and I walk into the bathroom and a guy's in the toilet stall and he's surrounded by his clothes on the ground in the toilet stall and I can hear sounds like grunting and Ugh. and I'm like oh my god is somebody jerking off in the bathroom and I walk walk out and I'm like oh my god somebody's jerking off in the bathroom there's just clothes all over the ground there's grunting or sex sounds and my coworker's like oh no that's just Imani he shits naked <laughs> like. Like, this is just a thing that happened. This guy just at work just, like, throws his clothes off, like, yeah, it's like happening again! <laughs> like a celebration of spring for his body. Getting nude was, like, the spring cleaning for his body. And, I, I, like, at the time, I was just like, that is the most repulsive thing 
I think, I mean, shitting's already gross, but like the fact that you get naked and then you throw your, your clothes on the poo ground, you wipe the poo out of your body, and then you put the poo clothes back on and just wander outside like nothing's wrong is beyond psychotic to me. Like that is the craziest thing in the world. And then you think about it and you're like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Cause like, why, isn't it kind of weirder that we keep our clothes on when we shit or like piss, you know? Like, this, it's kind of crazy. Like, why are we just, like, kind of slipping it out like we're cheating or, like, doing a life hack, you know? Like, and not only that, you ever seen porns where guys fuck through the jeans hole? Like, whoa, that man is a fucking psychopath. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there's something this whole doing everything new thing. There doesn't need to be a barrier of silk or cotton between you and uh, your dirty behaviors. It's a very fecal set, but I'm okay with it, I guess. Um, I was wearing a Giants hat before I came up here. I love the San Francisco Giants. I'm, I'm very sad because baseball news is very slow right now. But uh, I'm looking forward to it because uh, I, I was I'm thinking about one of our players, one of my favorite players is going to get traded this year is a guy named Madison Bumgarner. And Madison Bumgarner is great because he's like a six foot five hick who plays in San Francisco, California. And you know that this must make him the angriest he's ever been. <laughs> I'm surrounded by all these liberals and these gays. He literally got paid in cattle you know what i mean and this is the thing is madison bumgarner or the san francisco press corps is so good we have not heard a peep about how much he hates san francisco and that is fucking incredible you can only see parts of his racism every now and again biggest part is when he would pitch against a man named yasiel puig uh yasiel puig is a cuban refugee with black skin from the dodgers and every time he'd come up to bat you just see madison bumgarner be overcome with an unnatural rage and hate in his eyes and he'd try and throw a baseball at him. And you're like, Jesus Christ, why is he so fucking mad? He's like, he waggled the bat at me. You're like, oh my fucking God. It's like watching like a MAGA hat just grow out of his hair, you know? Like, it was the most psychotic thing in the world. And then... I don't know, like, uh, you just, you see the racism, you just gotta be like, it's amazing to me we've never heard about him committing hate crimes or anything, um, or about him hating San Francisco, and that is a very loose idea with zero punchlines, you're welcome, guys, uh, <laughs> sorry about that, I'll end with a joke, uh, that works, huh, how about, let's do that, I, uh, uh, I was riding the bus over here, and I felt myself doing a little San Francisco crime, a little bit of man spreading. Oh, God, you guys know what happens there, right? Hit a lady with my leg, and I look over her, and I go, excuse me, ma'am, I'm sorry, I was man spreading. And she looks back at me and goes, what is man spreading? Are you going to make me fucking mansplain man spreading to you, huh? It's disgusting. Anyway, guys, thank you. John. John Gallagher, everyone. Yes. Thank you for donating $2. We really appreciate it. It helps keep the station open. Are you Chitanya? Yeah, you made it! Hey, and now, without further ado, let's get him the list. What did I do with the list? I brought it inside. I'll bring you the list. Um, thank you so much for being here. I'm so sorry you got in a car accident. Everybody, your host, Chitanya! What's up? Is, is this mic even on? Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. Like, fuck this kid already. Uh, but yeah, guys, my name is Chaitanya. That's short for, uh, well, that's the long name. You could call me Chai, though. Uh, my parents made a decision when I was born, right? They were like, all right, what can we name this kid to make sure he stays a virgin in America as long as possible? And uh, 20 years later, can't argue with the results. They did a great job. Uh, I'm Indian. So that means I'm good with computers. Uh, also, because I'm a virgin, though. They go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. 
<clears throat> it's because of a lot of reasons, you know. Like I'm not very masculine. Uh, a couple of you laughing already. It's because you could tell, you know. I just walked up here with a little some extra on my step, you know. Just had that little umph on me. But um, but really the like how I discovered it though was like a series of like stages and like straws. Like uh, the first one was a friend said hi to me like on the other side of like the sidewalk, and I go, oh hey the fuck is this like the finger wave like i'm moving each finger independently from each other like this was some girly shit dude i just felt like throwing myself into traffic right then uh the the second thing was when i like discovered that i'd much rather be sober than drink hard alcohol uh i didn't know that alcohol could taste good like you got like initially it was hard wrapping my lips around something called mike's hard but Apparently that shit's good. Like I didn't know you can do that. I didn't know that was legal to make alcohol like taste good. And then I graduated, right? I moved on to something called pink Moscato. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all know that shit's like juice, dog. That's a hack. That should be illegal. It's like the perfect drink to pair while you're binging Gossip Girl, right? But um, what really did it for me though like what really did it was i was at a friend's place and you know my friends can be loud and stuff so i just wanted to get away for a bit i go to the bathroom and something came over me and i just sat down to pee like i don't know if you guys have ever just done this but like i sat down to pee and it would have been okay if it was like a one-off incident but like i kind of made a habit of it like kind of use it as some me time now like i'll even take it a step further and like turn around so i could use a tank as like a table just set my kindle on it so i could finish reading the notebook which is way better than the movie by the way <laughs> and uh i know i know some of you guys are like oh this guy sucks like fuck him like and like you could think that but please don't say it to me because i will cry uh yeah, man, it's fucking sad, man, because I feel like I'm just, like, really awkward in, like, social situations and stuff. Like, I go to San Jose State, I go to college there, but, like, I don't really like going to classes and stuff because that means, like, interacting with the public, you know? I don't like going to classes, but I have to, you know, because I got so many midterms. I got, got so many essays. I feel Latino. Like, there's just so much going on that requires me to be in class. But uh, I just can't do it well because, like, social situations don't work out for me. Like, y'all ever open a door for someone and you're more in the way than the door ever was? <laughs> you know, people got to, like, grind by you acting like you're making their lives easier, but you're really just being an asshole. You know, I can't walk in a straight line sober, <laughs> you know, try telling the officer that, but, you know, <laughs> still got that DUI, but can't walk in a straight line sober like if you're on a sidewalk next to me there's a chance i might walk you into traffic just on some diagonal shit but um and my depth perception's off too so like i can't risk drinking out of water fountains because one that stainless steel full of stains go figure it's that off-white don't call it stainless steel when it has that murky come off-white color to it you know but uh you know my lips will touch it and i just cry every time just because it's so gross and i'm and I probably have herpes because of it, you know? And uh, I feel like this is just affecting who I am. Like, people don't know me on campus, but they feel like they know me on campus. Like, I was walking back, you know, long day at school and stuff, and this girl was trailing behind me and um, make it to the crosswalk. And uh, I press a button because I need a cross, and apparently she does too because she walks up, she looks at me, looks at the button, looks at me again. 
and presses the button again. Like, what the fuck, lady? Like, don't you trust me? Like, well, I'm out here just feeling up crosswalk buttons, but not actually pressing them. Like, ah, joke's on you. We both got to wait longer. And, um, and she looks at me and she goes, like, I asked her, like, I was feeling confrontational. I was like, what, lady? You don't trust me? She looks at me and I'll never forget what she said. Looks at me straight in the eyes and she's like, no, I don't trust you. I've seen you open doors for people. And I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. My reputation precedes me. But thank you all for having me, Mutiny. Like, yeah. get Give it up for Pam. Being hella awesome and shit. You got to tip Pam. Like, you know, got to keep this thing running. Uh, don't tip anywhere else, though. Like, I don't think tipping is, like, a good concept in general. Like, like y'all ever been to Yogurtland? Like, okay, so you, you walk into Yogurtland, right? You pick what, like, Froyo cup, like, size you want. You pick all, like, the flavors you want, and then you concoct it, right? Like, you put what, like, toppings you want. You put it on the scale. You put your card in the chip reader, and then they ask you for more money. Like, go fuck yourself. You did nothing. You did absolutely nothing there. If you don't at least hand me my receipt, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind, right? Like, they'll try to be cute about it sometimes, too. They'll put, like, a, oh, who's a better tipper, boys or girls? And every time I see that, I always just knock it over because, you know, boys will be boys. But uh, I, I, I'll, I'll leave it with this one. We can get back to the mic. So I've been kind of like a shut in these days just because, you know, I'm bad with outdoors, as we know. So I've been watching a lot of reality TV, like, you know, a lot of Kardashians. But I feel like every time someone watches the Kardashians, a book just commits suicide. You know, it just goes out like a monk and sets itself on fire. Like, there's no purpose for me. Um, also been watching a lot of rom-coms alone. It has me, like, really desensitized. Like, I don't know how reality works anymore. Like, now sometimes when I see a pretty girl in a car in front of me, I imagine lightly rear-ending her in hopes of sparking a romantic comedy. And I actually just did it. <laughs> and I got a date. It was a court date, but you know what? We're going for a steady progress. Not out here making home run plays, guys. You know, I have her number two, sure. Her lawyer picks up first. But we're just establishing that chain of communication, which is so key in a young relationship. Anyway, guys, up next, you got... Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Appreciate y'all. Anyway, guys, up next, we got Dan Shively. Shively, yeah, give it up Hey man, you go to San Jose State? I went to fucking San Jose State, bro. Dude, we have that in common. I remember being young and like not embarrassed to tell them people that I went to San Jose State. Fucking live around here long enough though. That shit changes. You live in the dorms? No, I actually have my own apartment. Fucking A. I was a resident advisor. Wow. Yes. Yeah, stop playing beer pong, freshman. That was me. Fucking get the fuck out. I fucking broke up a lingerie party. Uh, I was like, it was one of my first nights on fucking duty. They were making too much noise. I was knock, knock, knock. His fucking two dime pieces opened the door. I was like, God damn, you guys got to shut the fuck up. That's some titties, though. That was a bad night, man. Yeah, so you, you be a narc for like a year or two, you get free rent and free food for all semester, dude. Wow. It's pretty cool. 
All right. I guess us poor people don't have to think fucking think about the same shit. Hey, man. Pretty good. What's your name? Tom. Nice to meet you. My twin brother's name is Tom. I fucking hate him. Hey, uh, what do you do when you're stressed out? Like to compensate, I mean. Fucking sleep. That's right. That's a good one. It's not that unhealthy, right? It'll fuck up your back. Your blood will become gravy, but... It's not as bad as like drugs or something, right? That's cool. That's a good solution. Do you have bad dreams when you fucking stress sleep? No? Do you have any dreams? Your memory stops working. See, dude? Oh, fuck. It's like jokes are that same way. It's like you think of a joke and it doesn't stick unless you write it down immediately. You know, it just floats right fucking away. Stress dreams. Hey, how you doing, Rosalie? Yeah, oh, fuck. Regina. How you doing, Ro- Rosie? Okay. You don't want to talk to me? Cool. What's um in your house? What is your least favorite room to be in? Jesus Christ. All right, I'll talk over here. Hey, Capital. All right. Hey, how's it going? It seems like um it seems like last time I saw you, we were on BART and you were just getting back from like a like an A's game or some shit or the Raiders or something. Uh, A's, yeah. The A's. Yeah, they probably lost, right? Oh, A's suck. <laughs> I'm slaying right now. <laughs> Who are you with? Was that your girl? Dude, nice work. I fucking blew this whole set. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So, uh, how about this? Nobody in here. Do I know you? Hi, I'm Dan. What's up? Kayla, you got kids? Hey, hey. God damn it. Well, it is now, motherfucker. Come on in. We're all psychonauts. You know what's weird is this... This this feels appropriate for my set. You know, this is a good death. Anyway, everybody have a nice, sunny, rainbow sunshine night. Give it up for Dan one time. Yeah, that was something. I I love it when a comic just gets up and starts interacting with people. That's how you know they have no good material. They're just like, oh, please tell me something funnier than I am. But um, all right, great job, Dan. All right, next up, we got capital R. Oh, close. Well, did I miss a letter? P. P. Fuck, capital P. There we go. Give it up. I like how you met. <laughs> I like how you asked if you missed a letter, not like the one specifically, like the only lone letter in the sentence that's spelled like a not normal letter. I don't know. I'm out of practice. I haven't done comedy in like a week because I got really sick. Um, like really sick. I was throwing up for like nine hours, um, and I didn't go to the hospital because I knew it was like a mental thing. So I felt stupid going to the hospital for that shit. Like, 
you know, it's going to be hella expensive. I want to go to there and just, they just tell me like, oh yeah, it's a mental thing. Like you have anxiety. Like I fucking know that. I know that shit. Like I went, I went to the store earlier and they gave me an extra dollar in my change. And I love, or the, the burrito shop across the street gave me an extra dollar in my change and I felt bad. So I put it in the tip jar right away. But then I was, I was sitting eating my burrito and I was scared as hell that they were going to come and tell me that I had the wrong change and ask for the dollar back. So I left because it wasn't fucking worth it. Because I know myself, I'm scared as shit. I have anxiety. I know that. I'm not even tripping over it. I, uh, but I got a name like Capital P, right? I feel like that's off-putting to people. Because to have a name like Capital P, you got to have fucking confidence, right? Like, that's just telling people I'm the shit. And they meet me and like, what the fuck is with this kid? Like, his mom really thought of that name, didn't he? He didn't come up with that shit himself. Like, she didn't, by the way. She ain't, she ain't that clever. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about that. I don't have really have material today. Um, let's talk about my name. I invented my name because first off my mom gave me some bullshit i'm not going to tell you what it is because i like when people want to know that's satisfying to me um but i got tired of all my friends in high school which i guess means they weren't really friends so i just started hanging out with like crackheads and homeless people and everything because um, I, I lived in west oakland so it was easy i just went outside um and then it from then it progressed to the drug dealers because crackheads only got so much to say you get tired of their stories pretty quick. You move on. <laughs> so then I started hanging out with the drug dealers and they liked me, but they couldn't remember my name because it was just some white boy shit. Like I've been called like Todd, <laughs> Anthony, um, fucking Daniel Radcliffe, Justin Bieber, what's his name? River Phoenix. Like how do they, how do they remember all those fucking names and not remember mine? But I, so I decided, you know what, drug dealer's favorite thing, money, what I'm going to do. I'm going to just name myself after money. And then I got a whole long explanation too behind it, but it's not funny. It's just smart. And I don't want to, I don't want to make y'all think I'm smart because I'm not. So I feel like you're going to come up to me afterwards and you're going to try and have a smart conversation. You're just going to be disappointed and that's rude as fuck. I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to disappoint you like that. That's why I, I think elephants, people need, elephants are overrated as fuck. People need to shut the fuck up about elephants. Everybody's saying elephants smart as hell because they can remember something for 13 years, right? Like you, you fart in front of an elephant, he's going to stay away from you for 13 years. But I feel like elephants got it easy because they live in Africa. And shit to remember in Africa. I'm not saying where the black people live, where the elephants live. There's just rocks and trees and shit, shit elephants like. Where the black people live, there's cities because those are people. People are smart. They build cities. Elephants don't go to cities because elephants are stupid. They start breaking shit and the people are going to kill them. So how the fuck is an elephant smart? My dog got loose in West Oakland. You know what he did? He came home. That's smart. That's a smart animal. Adapt and survive. Elephants doing the same shit, just hanging out with rocks and trees and shit. So why are we calling them smart? Like, fuck elephants. Um, good, I'm glad I ran out of... Yeah, I forgot what I was going to talk about. I already talked about my name. Um, I'll find one joke and leave you with that.
gonna be a random joke. That's way too fucked up. Um, oh, I saw a video of a disabled kid in a race, like really fucking disabled, like could barely walk disabled. Um, so obviously he lost, but almost everybody stayed to watch him finish, which I thought was beautiful. But I thought it was really funny that like a bunch of people didn't stay, because. Like, you gotta have, you gotta really believe in yourself and be like, okay, never mind. Yeah, this joke is bad. I don't believe that. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Give it up for your host. Capital P, everybody. You really ended on a lowercase, though. Dang. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's keep this shit rolling. All right. Next up, we got Jeff Dean. Give it up for Jeff. Thank you. Give it up for Chai. Yes, give it up for Chai, everyone. Um, I was at the gym the other day. I like to uh, copy people at the gym. Uh, like, I just like, I like to look at people. I, I like to find new workouts at the gym, you know? And sometimes I see people, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's what's that getting his, his gluteus, you know, is... And uh, so I'm like looking at this guy at the gym uh, from a distance, you know, and uh, he gets up and he's leaving. Like the rule, if you're going to copy someone's workout, you got to just wait till the next time, you know, like you can't just start doing it right away because they'll know. And that's really weird. Uh, you know, everyone knows that rule. But this guy, he left. He left. He got up and he walked out. And I was like, oh, nice, dude. This is. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now. You know, I started to stretch the rule a little bit. So I started doing it and, uh, turns out he was just getting some water. He came back. I jumped up. It was like, I felt the same way I feel when I get caught masturbating. It was like the same shame. I just left the gym entirely. (laughs) Just started looking like, what was this machine? I don't know. (laughs) So working on me a lot lately. Uh, (laughs) I don't understand why you guys laughed there, but um, <laughs> I, I got a new therapist. She said I need to have a me day, a uh, day all about me. And uh, I don't really know what a me day is, but I, I looked it up. Uh, I was just like, okay, tell my girlfriend to leave. I said, get out of here, you know? And uh, so then I... Like, I don't like me day. It's complicated because you're not supposed to do what you want to do on me day. You're supposed to do what's healthy for you, which is never what you want to do. Like what's healthy for you would be taking an Epsom salt bath and reading a book. But what I want to do is cuddle up in bed and turn on my TV so that I can look at my phone. You know, that's what I want to do. But you're not supposed to be on your phone during me day. You got to unplug. And I... So like my my therapist, she said, the only thing you need to be with is your thoughts. So it sucks. Um, Me day sucks. Uh, So I I decided finally, I didn't know what to do, but I was like, okay, if I'm going to be with my thoughts, I know I'll just take a walk in the park because I can afford that. (laughs) And uh, I was like, okay, if I'm going to be with my thoughts, I don't want to be sober. So I got high, which, yeah, I, and I don't do that very often. I like never, but it's me day, baby. I deserve it. Okay. So I'm, 
I'm smoking weed and I'm too high. I'll say it. I'm too high. So I'm teetering between a me day and a full on panic attack. And, uh, so this is where I got to, you know, I'm like trying to coach myself through it. I'm walking in the park and I'm like, Jeff, you got this baby. This is me day, baby. You got this baby. You know, my, that's my inner voice. He's, uh, he's surprisingly masculine. Uh, He's like, Jeff, you got this. You got this. Don't be a fucking pussy, all right? He's, I think what we have here, is, I think his masculinity is toxic. I'd go as, as far as to say. I think my inner voice is just like a manifestation of my high school football coach who in any other context was a psychopath, but in the context of football, he was a tough, no-nonsense leader for our young boys. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just want to know, like, what the parents were thinking, you know, like they could tell my coach was fucking crazy. Like, why didn't anybody step in? Like they could, they could, they could see him. It was obvious. They couldn't hear him because he was like a hundred feet away on the sidelines yelling at us, but they could see him just like, and I'm, I'm like, can you help us? Please, someone come, mom. They're not even yelling at the refs. Like, if they're yelling at the refs, that's fine. They're yelling at 15-year-old Patrick, who's had four concussions this year. I'm like, please, p- help me and pa- help him. Help Patrick. He's walking in circles, and they still won't let me replace him. So anyway, I just... So anyway, I'm walking in the park, and I don't even know what I'm having an anxiety attack about anymore. You ever forget what you have anxiety about? But you still have anxiety. You're like, what do I, what the fuck? What do I have anxiety about again? I can't forget what I have anxiety about or else I won't remember. Uh, and then, you know, I hate it when that happens. That's the worst. And then I remember, I'm like, oh, there, yeah, that's right. How am I going to raise children in this economy with social media? You know? <laughs> I'm like 26, so... I'm not going to have kids anytime soon. I don't know. Anyway, bye. Thank you, guys. Give it up for Jeff. Yeah. Whew. Quite something. Quite something, man. Yeah, get a lot, a lot of y'all get high, huh? I noticed that's a trend. Yeah, I, I started to get, like, okay at comedy when I learned that smoking weed isn't a personality trait. I was like, oh, shit, it's more to life than that. What do I know? I'm high as fuck right now. But, uh, all right, guys, give it up for our next comedian, Aditya Shankar. Oh, maybe one of the first times someone pronounced it correctly. Um, I'm just going to uh, address the elephant in the room right away. I know what y'all are thinking, like, this guy looks lactose intolerant, right? <laughs> right, like, I just give off that vibe, I guess. Like, like I'd melt if I just looked at a cheesecake, right? No, uh, I am lactose intolerant, but uh, I love milk, right? So when I eat a bowl of ice cream, I kind of feel like one of those minorities you see at a Trump rally, right? Like. Like, this isn't medically safe for either of us, right? Um, like, I can't digest dairy, they can't digest reality, right? I'm just like two peas in a pod, right? Uh, people are telling both of us, like, you know you're going to pay for this later, right? And we're both like, don't worry, Mexico's going to pay for it, all right? Um, no, but for the same reason that people carry around condoms, right? Like, just in case, uh, I carry around lactose pills, right? 
Because you just never know when things are going to get hot and heavy with the McFlurry, right? <laughs> like, I take one bite. It's like, did you bring protection? It's like, of course I did. Um, uh, I was, I was reading the news the other day, because uh, up until that point, my day was just going too well, so I had to come down a couple of pegs. And I was reading about this, like, there's like a study abroad program between North and South Korea, right? And my first thought was, who in South Korea is signing up for this thing, right? Like, imagine the, the flyer is like, are you getting tired of human rights, drinking water, and K-pop, right? Have you always thought autocracy was more you, right? Was Dennis Rodman your favorite bull? <laughs> then you'll love our semester in Pyongyang, right? Like, the guy comes back, he's like, so do you go like sightseeing and stuff? He's like, not exactly how it works there, man. And he's like, so, and how was the food? He's like, food? Uh, and uh, must have been tough coming back, man. He's like, oh, it was torture. Yeah. Uh, anyone here go to elementary school? Anyone? Anyone? No, no hands? Wow, dumb crowd, I guess. No. Um, I went to elementary school. And uh, you all remember uh, Culture Day? Culture Day was like that day where you like dressed up and like presented about your heritage, right? And no one remember. It was that day you got to skip fifth period, right? You remember coming back a little bit? Um, no, but Culture Day was always weird in my, uh, like, or in my elementary school, right? In fourth grade, uh, other than me, my entire class was white, right? Um, like the next darkest kid was whoever was sitting next to me, right? It was just like, I was just like reflecting off of them a little bit. Uh, and nothing says we embrace diversity, like having the one brown kid dress in ethnic garb and then staring at him all day, right? Uh, like I'm wearing my kurta, everyone's staring at me. Meanwhile, the kid from Wisconsin is wearing a block of cheese on his head. <laughs> But my culture's the weird one, right? Uh, no, but things did get a lot better in fifth grade, uh, where like we, uh, we finally had another foreign student in our class, a uh, kid from Ohio, right? Um, so <laughs> I wasn't the weird one anymore. Um, what was I going with this? Oh, uh, on my way on my way over here, I was I was walking over here and I was like running through my running through my set. I was like practicing, so I was like. Um, I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room. Like I'm like, like I was, I was doing that, and I'm getting all these weird looks, right? Like, what is this lunatic like talking to himself, right? Um, so I pulled out my phone um, and like pretended to be on the phone, right? Um, so I was like, you never know when things are gonna get hot and heavy with the McFlurry, right? Um, yeah, that did not help. That did not help with the looks. All right, I'll wrap it up there, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Aditya, great shit. That's crazy, getting hot and heavy with the McFlurry just leaves you with like a, like a smoothie or something. Like, it'll melt, it'll melt. But all right, guys, give it up for your next comedian, Alex Woody. Um... I am lactose intolerant. Are you like a magician or something? I'm lactose intolerant, uh, but that's not all what I am. Uh, my last name is Woody. I know, boner. I got a lot of bad, I'm pretty fucking high right now. This is the high mic. Hey, look at that. I didn't, 
I don't have a boner right now, guy. Oh my god. I'm losing it, you know that? I uh, went on the keto diet and uh, I lost 60 pounds. Yeah, yeah, I finally found out that I'm uncircumcised. So, they stopped paying attention to my last name and now they're calling me Hooded Warrior, you know? It's kind of prestigious, I don't know. Kind of badass. Uh, believe it or not, I am a dad, I am married, uh, those two things, exactly. And uh, I know it's unbelievable because my face looks like a thumb. Like my head, it's just, I'm just missing the nail. Thank you, Mark Noyer, for that. Mark gave me that tag. He's like, you look like a thumb. I'm like, thanks, asshole. Came over for, came over to say hi, like you mean a lot to me. And then he says, your last name's a boner and you look like a thumb. Like, fuck your life. You're wearing like the most dad jacket like any asshole dad can wear. You know what I mean? Oh, we're loving life. Um, you know you're fat when you forget you're fat. You know what I mean? I need to get back on that keto diet. I was doing some videos from down here. That's a fucked up angle. You know what I mean? Like you got the phone right down here and it's just showing everything. And it's it's horrible. It's not a good sight. But I kept the videos up there. I'm cocky. You know, I'm married. I really don't care. When you're married, you stop giving a fuck. You know what I mean? I shit with the door open. I don't give a fuck. Smell that shit, bitch. She's like, what? Hun, smell that shit, hun. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, never, never call a woman a bitch. You will, even if you're gay, I don't even think, well, is that acceptable? I think you can. Like, hey, bitch, hey, what's going on? Oh, my God, you see Michael's ass? Oh, I hope he waxes his balls for me. That kind of works. That kind of works. But like an aggressive white guy, like, come here, bitch. Like, that's, that's not good. You know what I mean? Right, Zach? Right. You look aggressive. It looks like you've said bitch to a woman before. Not like I All right, I won't tell if you don't tell, all right? There is a podcast going on here, I think. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. I'm so fucking high, but it's legal, guy. Don't tell Margaret, all right? Um, so we're looking for the diet, and we don't know where it's at. And we're also looking at my son's history. All right. Yeah, there's going to be a dad. He's not going to complain about social media. He's going to complain about YouTube. I'm disgusted with this site. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's be a moron parent and let your kid watch a site that ends in tube. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got weirdos on there. What happened to kids having imaginary friends? Now they got wackadoo friends, you know, squeezing horns. I swear, sometimes I hear what he's listening and it sounds like people are fucking. But then I'm thinking, maybe I'm watching too much porn. And I'm thinking, maybe close the bathroom door. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's disgusting, though. I'm really afraid, like, one day I'm going to find, like, an ISIS documentary on my kids, like, thing. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some fucked up lettering on there. One time, we're driving, and I think everything's gravy. My kid's, he's getting straight A's. He's only six, but, hey, it's a start. And he's got the blanket over him. I'm like, motherfucker, I know that move. Back in 88, the parents are arguing. Stepdad fucked the secretary. And you're just looking at Cindy Crawford's bush with a flashlight, just praying she'll fall in your bed. Anyways, my name is Alex Woody. Thanks. Yeah, 
right, give it up one time. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Hi on a Friday at some random place. Where are your kids, man? Like, where are your kids right now? Yeah. Role model. Yeah. The, she's she's sick. She knows how to get around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Coming up next, beloved leader. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Chai. Do you make a really good chai latte? Do you like make one better than anybody else? Uh, no, I'm garbage at cooking. But it's like your namesake. It is my namesake. It is my namesake. I'm a disappointment to a disappointment to my parents. Uh, anybody else still care that their parents hate them? No, everybody's. Oh, you you still care? That's so sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 44. I shouldn't care anymore. Uh, the last time I talked to my mom, actually, we didn't even talk. She texted me, "Jesus is calling you." I'm like, "No, you're actually texting me." It was very exciting that she learned how to text. I was like, "Maybe we could start a relationship. That would be nice." Um, no, it's, it's just well, all the judgment. I grew up in a place called Danville. Does anybody know where that is? Yeah, are you from every, I was rich. I was a rich child, but I didn't know it. I thought I was poor. So I grew up in this big, huge house and I was like, ah, we're so poor because you know, the girl I went to school with who, oh, one of them just died this week. It's so crazy. I'm like, but they were such bitches back then. Like fuck them. And it's, I'm old. I'm, I'm OG. I can say bitch. Cause I did grow up in the eighties. Uh, anyway, somebody died this week and I, they brought up all these names and I remember her name was Ginny, Ginny Smith. And, uh, she had, her stable was bigger than my house. So she had like 12 horses in this. So I was like going, we are so poor. I go to this private school and I, we're so poor. And I actually had this like nervous breakdown when I was 14 because my mom bought me Palmetto jeans instead of guest jeans. Do you guys, it was still, it had, she's like, it has a triangle. It has an upside down triangle. They have zippers. What's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm never going to be cut it up. And everybody made fun of me for the damn palmettos because it was Danville. <laughs> because rich people suck. But I didn't know that back then. So I grew up incredibly wealthy. And my father told me this very important lesson about Republicans. I said, Daddy, what's a Republican? And he said, um, Pam, Republicans are people with money uh, that want to keep their money. And Democrats are people without money that want to give Republicans money to their poor people. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! It's such really, it is a pretty spot on. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks, parents. Anyways, there it, it was, it's like, so now it's, what do I do call me? Oh, poor little white girl. Oh, meow. My life was so rough. It really was, though. I was like completely made fun of as a child and it was awful. And I was like, so, so it doesn't, I mean, I guess it's everybody gets treated like shit as a child. Uh, good. Uh, look, I can still, I was a cheerleader though and people still didn't like me. Look, I can, I, if I can still do this and I'm not old, my pants might be too tight. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Yeah, I can still, I was a cheerleader. Okay. Wanker, wanker. There's a minute for me. Well, I did, what I want to talk about was the, the Gillette ad. I actually watched it last night and I was like, these assholes will do anything to sell anything to anyone first. 
you can't sell hair dye to a woman with self-esteem. <laughs> a, I don't, I don't buy hair dye. So I don't buy into this whole thing. Remember in 1904 when we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut? Remember those days we had to cover everything up and wear a corset and change your whole body? And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're still a disgusting slut? They're like, ew, she's so gross. I actually showed my leg hair to some guys at the strip club place. And they, the 30-year-old guys were like, <gasps> I, like I have this massive, bush it's so big like I thought a spider crawled across my pussy the other day but it was just my hair it's like a hair skirt it is voluminous it is it is a 70s bush baby but so I don't I don't buy razors because I'm poor and well and you know Gillette the best a man can get I'll never be good enough you'll never be good enough none of us will ever be good enough don't you understand you have to buy something to make you better you have to change and modify everything because you'll never be good enough did you guys hear about the new Gillette razor that has 17 blades for the closest shave, right? And the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough! <laughs> Thanks, America. I'm Pam Benjamin. Pam Benjamin, that was fucking awesome. You know, it's funny you said you're from Danville. I'm from San Ramon, so I used to go trick-or-treating where y'all lived because you guys gave those king-size bars. The one time y'all were generous. Uh, it's like, ah, uh, you know, we got some tax breaks. We'll give them a bigger candy bar. Like, fuck it. But uh, all right, guys, up next, the great Mark Neuer. <laughs> What's up? Um, my girlfriend likes when I wear my hats like this, like forward, like straight correctly, because she says it makes me look like a dad. And I was like, wow, imagine what I'd look like if you'd stop killing all the kids that I put inside of you. I, th I think you'd really, I'd look like an entire father at that point. I'd look like an entire biological dad at that point, I'm pretty sure. I think you'd be really into it. You should probably try it sometime. I just made the sound engineer leave. I can't, I need to smoke a cigarette. While we're on that thought, um, welcome back. Oh. <laughs> and while we're on that thought, I just, I, I get this a lot, like when I meet a chick, we're like talking, she's like, wow, you have amazing eyes. I have amazing eyes. If we had a baby, it'd have the most beautiful eyes. I'm like, if we had a baby, it'd be the most adorable abortion you've ever seen, like ever. It would be, it would be beautiful. It'd be an art piece, really, a masterpiece. You can hang it on a wall. With staples. <laughs> My girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a chick. Snush. She's eating a bunch of muff. I want to be eating a bunch of muff. Her new girlfriend's name is Mar. That's M-A-R. It's like, add a K and suck my dick already. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are we fucking playing for? What are we talking about? Are you fucking joking me? Mar? It's like, bitch, please get her tat name tattooed on your body somewhere. Because I know there's still a chance for you and I to work it out, you know? Because you can just add the K in and it'd be fine. We'll just find someone who could do the same font. 
because people aren't like computers. Compu- you know what I mean? Like computers, it's, it's universal. It's always the same font. Doing fonts by hand, you know what I mean? You got to go to the same person. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's no punchline there. Who has drugs? Cool. <laughs> Two people have drugs at mutiny today. What the fuck is going on? I'm going to pay my dues. Have you guys been paying your dues? Pam gets $3 today. <laughs> you should hear what happens when I give her $5. She explodes, literally. It, it goes off. It sets off on the Richter scale. <laughs> it's fucking bananas. It's the mutiny scale. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys just hear that? That's, that was my phone telling me that there's a survey that I can take to make a whopping 50 cents. And it gives the ching It's like, it's literally, it's, it's just change. <laughs> I have more jokes. Oh, I deserve, like, okay, so my family's religious. And when everyone dies, inevitably, you know, everyone dies. The family's like, oh, they're in a better place. They're happy. They're in heaven with Jesus and fucking Pinocchio. It's like when I die, everyone knows where the fuck I'm going. And I deserve to go. I deserve to go to hell. But I like, I sold my soul to Jesus when I was a kid. I was like, I give, I believe in you. If that's the fucking loophole that I make it into heaven, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to fucking take... How would you, what, what is there to kill yourself in heaven, you ask? I'm going to take Jesus' fucking head and headbutt him till I die. And if that doesn't get me into hell, then I don't know what the fuck will. <laughs> I'm having a mental breakdown. There's no punchlines. I just need therapy. My name is Mark Noir. You guys have a great night. Mark Neuer, that was awesome, man. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry about your girlfriend. It's probably for the best, though, you know? I feel like people in relationships should get, like, tax breaks. Like, you know? Like, that... that. Well, not, like, in relationships. Like, if John's in a committed relationship for six months, the IRS, like, he should be able to write that off as a tax break. The IRS should see it and be like, oh, shit, he's been dating this chick for six months, trying to impress her for six months? Fuck it, just give him $50 so he could blow it on one dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, gone are the days when you're in a relationship where you spend, like, $10 and get like $2 back and a burrito. Now you're spending like set like 20 and getting two, but you only get to eat one and you tipped 15% because you don't want to seem like a jackass. I don't know. That was just way too specific. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll keep the shit rolling. Please give it up for Allison Hooker. You got to be taking girls on more expensive dates. <laughs> I mean, no. A burrito? I mean, I guess a burrito's cool. No, it's like old school. We're in the mission. That's cool. Uh, I had a meeting today at work. You guys, um, clap it up if you think meetings are productive. You're the motherfucker throwing the meeting, aren't you? We don't need any of the information you think that we need. (laughs) I fucking hate meetings. They're such a fucking waste of your time. I don't care what company you work at. It just gets everyone together so you can waste your time. 
Do you guys agree with me? It's like you're, they're late. The technology never works. The person who knows the least about what they're talking about talks the most. At my last company, this girl walked up to me in the break room one day and she's like, oh my God, I just have imposter syndrome. I was like, no, I've heard you speak in meetings. You are terrible at your job. That is a different thing. <laughs> uh, her actually, her supervisor was asking me about her later on and, um, you know, because I'd worked with her for like eight years. And I disliked that company more than I disliked this dum-dum. So I was like trying to think of something nice to say her about. I was like, say something nice, say something nice. I was like, she's, she's punctual. <laughs> like of a whole human that's that I knew for years. That's what came to mind. She's she's right on time to fucking talk my head off at meetings. Um, yeah, I fucking hate meetings. There's a there's always that old creepy dude that comes from the office. I don't know. I know we're in San Francisco. You guys don't look like it, but maybe some of you work in tech, so you're like y'all like 35. No, I don't mean like my age. I mean like old um, and like old creepy dude. Like just picture any man in the government. Like that, you know? Like a guy who thinks his actions are very different from him. He's like, oh, his dick's got a mind of its own. Don't shoot the messenger. You know, that kind of guy. Uh, he's just all old. He cruises into the meeting. He's just like charmed women are in the workplace. Like, look at you, ladies. You know, he's like excited by it. Fuck, man, I hate meetings. He always wants to talk about technology the whole time. Like, no, Facebook isn't the answer anymore, bro. We're moving on. Um... What else do I fucking hate about meetings? I fucking hate them. Oh, there's, I'm a real estate agent, so I actually don't have to have very many company meetings. I was just thrown back into how much I hate them from my previous jobs today. Uh, but I was at a meeting with a bunch of real estate agents. This woman shares with us. She goes, you know, we need to be finding people the property that they're looking for, not just selling a property. I was like, that's your fucking job description. <laughs> That'd be like if I were a waitress in a meeting with other waitresses, and I was like, yeah, hey, um, we need to bring people the food that they ordered. <laughs> like, not just any food. It's like, I was sitting there looking at her like, did you, did you think that we needed to know that? <laughs> did you not know that? Did you just figure that out? I don't have a punchline for that, I was just pissed. Um, Fuck, I hate meetings so much. Uh, oh, someone brought a box of donuts? That's always a terrible idea. It's like, here you guys go, here's just a box of uh, something we can talk about our insecurities about our diets and our bodies over. <laughs> Everyone's just hovering around discussing why they should or shouldn't have a donut. And inevitably, no matter what company it is, if I eat a donut, there's gonna be a woman who tells me she hates me. Oh my God, I just hate you. You can just eat a donut, you're so skinny, I hate you. I'm like, no, I hate you, and I hate this fucking company, and I hate that I woke up to an alarm clock to be here because it's a waste of my fucking time, I hate my life right now. That's just how I feel about meetings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Comedy starts with pain, am I right? Um, so I got a minute. Um, what can I share with you guys in a minute? Uh, my boyfriend picked the movie last night, uh, so we watched a porn, <laughs> which is fine. Hey, I'm no conservative, you know, I'm no Mike Pence, but I have a little trouble getting on board with porn. And I don't know if it's like me or women, feel free to chime in, but I feel like there's no good backstory. You know, there's no build up, like they're just going straight to pound town. So this is what I did. I paused it and I gave him the backstory. <laughs> I was like, look, he wasn't always a pool boy, okay? And she didn't always have those tits. <laughs> and I don't have time to get into it right now, but I gave him the most epic love story. You know, they'd known each other for years. They built deep love and respect for each other. And after all this time, they're finally ready for anal. 
Okay. <laughs> then I couldn't drive. I mean, there were a few parts I like paused and explained, you know, because questions came up. Like, why is he calling her stepsister? <laughs> like, if he loves her so much, why is he spitting on her? <laughs> just who the fuck is this other guy? The point is, it, it took us a long time to get through the movie. We didn't even have sex. We just fell asleep. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Domestication of our minds. Give it, give it up for Allison. Damn, you're you're great. You're great. That was awesome. Okay, I actually do love meetings though because that's more time I don't have to do real work. I I like appreciate moments like that. And honestly, I love what you do. I love real estate agent porn. Uh, that's my favorite genre. I might have to spend fifty dollars on you. Like I, I think that's worth it. That's uh, <coughs> all jokes. Anyway, let's move on. Give it up for Z oh Zach Zimmerman. Zach Zimmerman. Memory. Good stuff, everybody. How's everybody doing? Guys, having fun? Yeah, I uh, I also owe you a dollar. Bridge fare is like fucking $36 now. So, I'm sorry. I will, we'll work it out. I'll Venmo you. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> Just don't break my kneecaps, please. No, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I understand the hatred for meetings. I get that. Uh, I, I do. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> I do, but yeah, no, just talk about things you hate. Like, that brings it out, you know? That makes you feel good to vent about it. But I, I, I don't want to talk about something I hate. I want to talk about something I love. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, right? We can do that? Yeah. I love pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Don't care. It used to be a guilty pleasure of mine, but now that I'm an adult, I've got real shit to feel guilty about, so I don't care who knows. Yeah. But every time that I mention that I love pro wrestling, somebody has to look at me like... You know it's fake, right? <laughs> to which I have to reply, it's not fake, it's predetermined. And then, you know, that's just what you have to say, because it is, let's be honest. Uh, how many of y'all watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah, you like Khaleesi riding around on those dragons and shit? You know it's fucking fake, right? <laughs> Doesn't feel too good, does it? No. No, every time, uh, I'm, I'm going to start treating politics like that. I'm so fucking just over it. So every time anybody mentions anything political to me, I'm just going to be like, you know, it's fake, right? <laughs> to which they'll reply, it's not fake, it's predetermined, you know? And then it's like, well, yeah, we, we know. <laughs> it feels like, it does feel like we're on some fucking backwards track. Like we're on some like alternate timeline, doesn't it? Things are just fucking weird. Marty McFly needs to go back in time and fuck his mom so Biff doesn't become the president because this shit's fucking bizarre. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel for that dude at all except for the fact that I know for a fact that he's not with his soulmate, you know? Like, that woman is 30 years younger than him and from a different country. Like, what could they possibly have in common other than alcoholism? You know, for real. But, uh, you know, I, li I like thinking that... Uh, you know, she had to do all the shit that he wanted to do during the campaign, and then he had to start doing shit that she wanted to do to make it up to her, you know, and, but every time he does shit that she wants to do, he gets accused of treason. 
And then every media coming at him like, Mr. President, you're in cahoots with Russia. And he's like, that's not what happened. He's all defensive. It's not what happened. That's, uh, that's fake news. And they're like, it's not fake. It's predetermined. No, I, uh, I don't know. I, I realized the soulmate thing. That shit sucks. I, I realized that when I uh, found one of those Coca-Colas, you know, share a Coke with Mark or share a Coke with Alex or share a Coke with the team. Mine said share a Coke with a soulmate. Now do the math. How many people live on planet Earth? About 8 billion now. Yeah. How many live in China? About seven billion, yeah. There's a, there's a pretty good chance that my soulmate was born in China and probably born a female, but you know what they do to girls born in China, right? Yeah, she's been floating down the Yangtze River since the 80s. I'll just drink the fucking Coke. Yeah, I feel that shit. I prefer Stockholm Syndrome anyway because it's a really more progressive style of dating, you know? It's like, sure, maybe, you know, it was a hostage situation, but she's really starting to take a liking to me, so we're getting married in a month. I don't know uh, why the cops are still here, really killing the mood. So yeah, needless to say, I have a girlfriend now. No, I'm kidding, I don't. That was the proper response. Last one, I had to let her go, because she was fucking stupid. And her tits, her, her tits were faker than wrestling. And she kept being like, they're not fake, they're predetermined. And I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. That's my time. I'm Zach Zimmerman. Thank you for yours. You may know Zach by his more famous cousin, George. Hate his work, by the way. Oh, should I have? I guess. Alright, we'll do, we'll do, man. Alright, guys. Give it up for your next comic, the man behind the booth, Paulo. Yo, what's going on, guys? Just like to make a uh, formal apology to those Latinos in the mission. Uh, so this is uh, my second set here. Um, I'm wearing an upside down noose. If you haven't noticed, my keys are dangling so I can just hang myself anytime I'm walking around. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about coming of age and we're gonna talk a little bit about perceptions of women. A woman just walked in the door. So <laughs> my first perception of women is definitely Powerpuff Girls. Anyone, peanut butter, buttercup. Every time the guy in the lab coat said peanut butter and buttercup, I jizz my pants, like every time. And then at the end of it, he's like, Chemical X, Chemical X. Now, black, white, and red, it is now Chemical X videos. X videos or Pornhub, anyone? Any men in here? X videos? Pornhub is orange for sure. Um, so a little bit about coming of age. Imagine if you, if you, were, to, uh, if you were to compliment a girl in your adulthood age, 25, 26. When I was six years old and I'd compliment a girl in public, she would immediately go, thank you, thank you. That's complimenting girls at six years old. If I, thank you. If I compliment a girl now at 25 years old, um, I ask her, hey, hey miss, what's your name? She says, no thanks. So she just totally ignores my presence and says, no thanks. Very kind of cool space this is. I'm very confused. I feel like a bar is missing where the stage should be. Is there, does anyone know uh, 
like beers very well in this room. You guys are beer guys. There's marijuana, but no beer. You guys must be fucking, someone needs a camelback. Like, are you guys fucking thirsty? There should be some like, there should be some like juice here, some like Kool-Aid, maybe sprinkling some Molly in there, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to uh, get up here and you know, um, I think I'll end the set with a kind of a, 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 a confession. I spend $100 to see my therapist once a month and he's Indian, it's so, he's so Indian. He's literally just, just so Indian. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> um, I almost feel like like my I almost feel like <laughs> I almost feel like my ego is like a like a collegiate quarterback. I'm like audibling all these existential ideas. I tell him, "Hey man, when I uh when I uh, when a friend texts me, I put I put our date right in my Google Calendar." I say really weird shit. Um I feel like a collegiate quarterback with an ego audible. So, thanks guys for your time. I'm Paul Picardo. Thanks. Sorry guys, I just like that song, so I decided to let it run a bit. All right, guys, give it up for your next comedian, Regina. Yeah. Oh man, so I'm like, I think I'm number 11 or something, and that's always, you know, a precarious position to be in because you, like, I'm the kind of comedian I prepare my material. And then don't you just hate it when someone else has done your shit? I'm like, fuck. You guys know the typical topics that we're always talking about. There's like uh, things that people relate to, like gentrification, fornication, californication, <laughs> spice levels of chili peppers that are not red hot. That was an age test to see. Um, <laughs> Who is old enough to know uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, their song Californication, um, and also just a little check to see who among us has been secluded in a, in a cult. Um, hey, what's up? Any former cult members? Uh, and welcome anyone who does not know songs from Red Hot Chili Peppers. But um, yeah, so I, gosh, I, <laughs> at the risk of repeating stuff that has already been said, I'm going to talk about something that I, uh, I've recently gotten into. Mongolian contortion. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all like, oh man, she's gonna do my Mongolian contortion jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, I, do people actually know what Mongolian contortion is? Okay, so what you can get? Oh, yeah, well, look, go ahead, guess. Do Mongolians bend themselves all wacky? They do bend themselves. Wacky is kind of subjective. Um, so, so really, all the cultural context you need to know. If you've ever had Mongolian beef, that'll give you some good context for a lot of my set. Um, or if you were like Border Patrol in China, or most of the characters in Mulan, beef with Mongolia. So, um, I happened into this Mongolian contortion class, which was listed on my gym's website schedule, innocently enough as stretching. <laughs> Adult stretching, which sounds like it's going to be sexy. Like I'm gonna have to show ID um, or or like the 
the video is going to be banned, um, you know, on unschool campuses. But no, man, this is like not what I expected stretching to be. I did not think I was going to be face down on the ground with this gorgeous woman with her foot on my back, pulling my arms out of my torso. Um, but yeah, that that is what happens when you try new things. Uh, so I've been going to class quite a bit. And uh, we actually learned this move where you get on your knees and there's a platform. And so you're, you're propping your elbows up on the platform and then you're looking backwards as like trying to get your trying to get your eyes to actually see your feet behind you um so because yeah it, it's great for like queefing at people while you're looking at them um super this is this is not just like a an aesthetic this is useful this is very like it's it's a useful art form um so i'm you know on on my knees and a lot of people they actually call this move the kaepernick um but the class is mainly women so we call it the lewinsky um so I, uh, I'm Kaepernickying, really trying to like extend the curvature of my back as much as possible when my instructor comes by and pulls the full force of her weight onto my elbows, pushing them back into my back with such force that I feel my eyes roll into the back of my head and I come face to face with God. And she is not happy. She says, Regina, what are you doing wasting your youth? Circus arts, stand-up comedy. Like, what the hell? Your country is on fire right now. I'm like, ow! God, why are you picking on me? Shouldn't you just be impregnating some Jewish shepherd girls somewhere? Ow! Which was a wake-up call that I should not complete my application to go woof on a sheep farm in New Zealand, not looking to get pregnant with anyone, let alone the Lord. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, so class comes to an end. Like the last part of class, people are just kind of doing their own thing and I engage this pedagogical strategy. Um, you know, it's a teaching credential thing. It's called copy the smartest person in the class. And uh, I see this girl is super bendy, probably not Mongolian, and <laughs> she is doing push-ups at the end of class, my arms feel like jelly. And I don't want to, but I copy her, I, I start doing push-ups. And she said, oh, you don't have to do them. I just have to do these because I swore in class. I'm like, this is grown up on grown up curse correction. <laughs> like, I think we should implement this sort of, you know, F-bomb for uh, forearm development trade in universities or Congress. So you have somebody who is trying to promote white nationalism on campus, and you're like, whoa, 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 that is like too much free speech there. You're like, okay, you know, you're, you're going to put up that neo-Nazi poster, so uh, you're just going to have to plank in Congress while Alexander Ocasio-Ortiz is filibustering some voter suppression law. Like, I know I would watch CNN if I got to see white nationalists planking for like two hours. Um, well, that concludes my use of my First Amendment right. Thank you. Yeah, give it up for Regina. <laughs> Great job, Regina. What was that? What was that joke you did about like? 
damn, dude, I'm so high. I'm blanking. And my responses are steadily and steadily are getting worse. That's that's some fucking shit. All right. I guess we're just going to keep pushing forward. All right. Up next, we got Merle. Mura, Murad, I'm so sorry, man. It was your, it was your handwriting, not me. <laughs> Wanted to find out if anybody has a problem similar to mine. My problem is, uh, I'm flipped off by children constantly, and not even like, like, like shitty eighth graders or something. I'm talking children, like eight or nine years year olds. In six months. I've been flipped off by four kids. That's a crazy number. I think it's because I look like a, a very, very mature eighth grader. Like I'm a, I'm a safe space for somebody to test it out on. Because they always like look at me, check if the coast is clear, and then they'll just fire one from the hip. Like, okay, mom, dad's not looking. They always throw it right from the hip. Um, I saw this horror movie a long time ago where um, this kid's possessed by the devil, so animals like keep trying to kill him and his family because they can just sense evil. So I'm wondering if I'm like that, except with children, where they're like, you know, I'm not sure what a bitch is. This guy looks like one. Let me fire one real quick, get the muscles ready. Uh, are you guys familiar with a concept called microdosing? Microdosing, for those who might not know, uh, is when you take a microdose of a drug in the morning for its supposed medical and health benefits. So I did that, I did that with shrooms. I took a tenth of grams of shrooms every morning with my coffee. Uh, I was really scientific about it. I took like, with like supplements and shit, I journaled my experiences and stuff. And from my extensive research, I've come to the conclusion that uh, people were like getting fucked up before work. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, let me tell you, you've never had a performance review until you've had a performance review with a small dose of hallucinogens in your system. Hey, Murad, we've noticed some uh, inconsistencies in your coverage reports. Are you having trouble with the new template or is there anything I can clear up? Yeah, there's something you can clear up. I don't know what it means to be alive. Every day, I push numbers around on a spreadsheet, then I get an underground metal tube back to a home that isn't mine in a city that wants me to leave. My ancestors had to hunt and kill their food. They knew what it meant to live, and they knew what it meant to die. Yeah, I'm having trouble with the new template. The old template made a lot more sense. I don't know why we fucking switched to the new template. Uh, I went to school in uh, mid-Missouri. Hell of a segue there. Um, Bit of a culture shock for an Egyptian kid from the Bay Area. I was not prepared for a town where a legitimate topic of conversation at a party is, have you tried the new quesarito? <laughs> um, people there were really nice, way fucking nicer than here. Um, but every once in a while, you got a nice little tasty morsel of racism. Like I used to live near this billboard that was, at an, it was an advertisement for an emotional support group called Sons of Confederate Veterans. Uh, because it's been 150 years since the Civil War, but I guess these bozos are still t uh, taking it one day at a time, uh, putting the pieces back together. That's not what like hit my head though. I didn't think about like the years of racism and oppression and all that. All I could think of was like, man, what about the daughters? They don't get to come to the Sons of Confederate Veterans. I hope they get their own group, like maybe like a racist spin class or like a big bake sale. I just like how in the Sons of Confederate Veterans manifesto. It goes one, white is right, goes without saying. Two, deaf need our slaves back. Three, girls are icky. Let's keep their cooties out of here. 
I've uh, gotten to a point in my life where I have to uh, accept people's stupidity instead of trying to fight against it. Like I thought I could convince people to f uh, face the air of their own ways, like by assaulting them with logic. Um, but I had to drop that. I was grocery shopping, went to the dairy and egg section to buy dairy and eggs. Uh, and uh, I, a lady comes up to me, a girl, she's my age. She comes up to me and she's like, excuse me? What's better, 2% or whole milk? And I was about to go, oh, whole milk. But she goes, wait, before you ask, it's for girls. And then I, I just had so many questions. Like, are you okay? Do you know where you are right now? Have you ever bought milk before? Have you ever drank milk before? But there was a little voice in the back of my head that was like, give up, just give up. So I was like, oh, for girls? Well, then 2%. Thank you very much. Yeah, give it up. That was great. Thank you. All right. So, like, adult to adult, like, cuss word, like, correction people already exist. That's called HR. Hey, yo. <laughs> yes, just a little late there, but I arrived. I arrived. All right, guys, we're going to keep this shit going. Give it up for Kayla Stone. you know I worked really hard to get these two dollars into my g-string and it's for you. Thank you by the way I cleaned them before I took them out of my g-string so <laughs> they're flossed um so hello my name is Kayla Stone I'm starting stand-up um so I'm a little new at this I kind of imagine this to be very similar to a pap smear where you know we're gonna go into some dark places that's both gonna make us feel violated but Eh, at least it's warm inside. <laughs> um, so I have lived in the Bay Area for nine years now. Uh, and I feel like I've discovered what false advertisement is because I moved to a place called the Sunset and realized how little sun there really is. But <laughs> the sun has set. So, uh, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm blanking. This is why we have cheat sheets. Cheat sheets are good in life. Uh, so I do get asked uh, quite a bit about what my ethnicity is. And uh, I always have to explain to people that I'm a British, I'm British and Mexican. Don't ask how that happened. Uh, so anyways, uh, but being that this is a... <laughs> being that this is America and we have to form things like Bradgelina and YOLO, I like to call myself a Britican. Middish didn't really sound too well. Uh, and if you're having a really hard time visualizing it, just imagine the Monopoly guy with a sombrero and five siblings. It's fine. Um, I, I got, I had time to adjust to this city and, you know, I got to take my first trolley ride in Financial District. I, I got to see my first bedazzled penis in the Castro. Sure, I'm blind in one eye and I got into a car wreck that day, but it was totally fine and I'm starting to slowly get vision. Uh, but one of the biggest challenges I did have to face was apartment hunting. Uh, yeah, that, that shit took me eight months. Eight months of maneuvering through basements converted into studios that are five foot five ceilings, you pay $2,000 a month, and it seems the only way that you can afford such a luxury is if you, you know, live there with four to five other families you don't even know. Uh, 
Yeah, the uh, last time I heard of someone living in these conditions, it was 1942. Her name was Anne Frank, and her fucking rent was free. <laughs> what else do I got in this goodie bag? Oh, well, anyway, in my other discoveries of San Francisco, I also learned... So I, I grew up in places like, I grew up in Las Vegas at first, so it's nice and sunny, and I got incredibly dark. I had a nice skin of, you know, a crisp golden brown with a hint of melanoma. So when I moved here, I dis had another discovery where I had the power to turn into privilege. I never went back. Cautionary note, by the way, uh, too much privilege will turn you orange. What else? Um, let's see. So uh, I don't uh, like to be touched. <laughs> Handshakes, hugs, tickle fights with Uncle Dave that made you question your lesbianism future. I can live without. So uh, when it comes to public transportation, <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, but I do. I, I, I like the window seat on the train, so I'm... It's a nice seat, it's safe, it's scenic. And one of these, one day, this uh, tiny, frail, old woman decides to come onto the train and she wants to sit next to me. Now, uh, this woman was extremely frail. Like, I was afraid if I sneezed that she would just be like a dandelion, just blow in the wind. Uh, but it also was clear from her demeanor that she was out of her fucking mind. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> She decides to sit next to me, and she has a hat, and she takes this hat. And being that we're too close, she has to whack me with it. She whacks me with it. And so I need to defend myself. I need to stand up and show that I have backbone. So I grab her tiny little wrist, and I say with great brutality, hey, stop it. <laughs> well, now, I feel like if you tell mentally disturbed people what to do, they totally listen. Happens all the time. We don't need a wall. So anyway, she pulls her tiny little wrist out. So now I have her hat in my hand, and now I'm a hat thief. So she gets angry, she lunges at me, and she screams. Now, um, we all have this conversation of what would you do if you got attacked, you know? Or, or, would you go into fight mode or flight mode? Uh, and many of us claim that we would do fight mode because, well, because we're fucking kidding ourselves. Um, I learned that I go into punch old lady in the face mode, and I want to make this clear, it was an accident, and I apologized. But she leaped at me, think, just still angry, and she leaped at me like a tiny prey mantis. Like, this woman looked like she was going to just fall apart. Like, she was like a towering, jang like, bricks of Jenga. And so, anyway, I, I knew she was coming, so I was prepared for it. And you know what? I can do this responsibly now. I can take care of this. So as she lunged at me, I punched her in the face again. Fuck. Thank you very much. That's me. Stand in the way of what you see. Send them down the line to die. Good job, Kayla. That was great. Wow. All right, guys. Let's bring this piece of shit home. <laughs> Give it up for your last comedian. Tom Eberjan.
Hey guys, what's up? I didn't know I was gonna be the last person. Oh man, I'm sure I kind of know what you're thinking. You're all like, does he know his pants match his shoes? <laughs> did he do that on purpose? <laughs> I did, because all my other shoes I feel like don't go better with burgundy. Um, it's just white. I just have white sneakers on. Never mind. That's not a good bit. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to bring it home, guys. I This was such a long title for my first joke is, how does working here help you achieve your life goals? I got to work on that title so I can read it. Anyway, the point, so this, what the joke is, what the story is, is I was looking for new jobs to apply to. And on the careers page for this one company, they're like, hey, when you fill out your cover letter, like, think about answering this question, which is, you know, how does working here help you achieve your life goal? I'm like, well, I'm a 25-year-old male. Like, I just want to be financially independent. So uh, if you hire me, kind of clears that right up. Gives me enough money for rent and everything, you know? Okay. Uh, um, I think it's, I thought that one was funny. How are you guys? Uh, I had a friend watch, like, she was telling me about Blackfish, the movie on Netflix about all the marine animals that are kept in the parks. And she was like, it's such a sad documentary. It's horrible. It's like, what they do is they take these, they, they what is it? Uh, they capture these baby killer whales and then they just raise them in captivity. Like, baby whales, how crazy is that? And I'm like, well, sh I mean, yeah, they're not going to get like the full whales, right? Like the grown whales. Obviously, they're going to get the baby ones. Like, it's just easier that way. <laughs> okay. Um... I, I'm really working on like making longer jokes, but <laughs> I'm also not working on it. <laughs> I I had this interesting thought that uh, what if you so if you're like the son of the president, but at a very special time as like a boy where you're going through puberty, and then you got to figure it. You're like like every guy in here has done it, where they're just like, oh wow, there's this new thing that I can do whenever I want, and it feels amazing. Uh, masturbating. I'm just like, for some reason in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe somebody doesn't know about it, so I'm just actually going to say it out loud. Just, how crazy would be if you're the son of the president and you're like, oh, fuck, like, there's really nowhere safe to do this anymore, except you can take, like, really long showers. Uh, but then that, like, at one point, people are going to know about that. And then if you start, like, trying to find uh, porn online, I'm just afraid that your dad, who is the president, at one point is gonna find out because he's gonna have like a meeting with the head of the NSA and then that guy's gonna be like, hey man, I gotta talk to you. <laughs> it's about your son. And it's like, what is? what did he do this time? It's like, it's like, he's just been watching some really crazy porn, man, and I think you should know about it. <laughs> And then eventually, like, you get a very preemptive talk with your dad, who's the most powerful person on the planet, who's just like, we need to have the talk. It was just like, dad, stop it, no. Uh, and then your dad's just like, how did you find those websites? Because I've been looking for that kind of stuff my whole life. That's unreal. You go, man. <laughs> my, uh... 
Segways is like, no, man. I just phase that out. As comedians, <laughs> let's just try to phase that out. Everybody just go straight into your next joke. I, uh, my brother recently got a dog with his girlfriend, and uh, they were hanging out at like my parents' house, and I came to go visit, and I saw the dog and everything. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, getting a dog? That's just like, it's like having your own kid. I'm like, uh, in the back of my mind, because I don't want to ruin the moment, but I'm like, uh, no, it's not. Like, I don't pay $200,000 for a dog's education. Like, that's, you go to puppy school, and that's like the most fun you're ever going to have in your whole life when you see all these other puppies, and they're all playing with each other, and all these other dog owners, and you're like, oh my God, our lives are amazing. Uh, when you have a kid, you're up 24-7 for like, I don't know, I haven't had a kid, but I'm assuming it's a couple of months. And then you're like, wow, like now I have to pay for a lot of shit with this kid. It's just like a lot more responsibility. If you had the choice between a dog and a kid, like somebody was like, pick one or die. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys would be like, dog, let's go dog. <laughs> and another, uh, it's also like, if a dog dies, if your dog dies, I feel like you'll be sad about it for like three or four months, maybe five, but like you get over it pretty quick. You know, by the same time next year, you're like, yeah, it was a rough year, but like I'm getting a new dog. <laughs> if your kid dies, like it's a completely different story. And you're like, you know, this is a horrible part to end my set. But like you're in like, you're in like super dark depression for a long time and nobody's gonna be like, hey, like, you should go to therapy. Like, it's such a sensitive subject. That nobody's really going to come out, like, try to help you through that. They should be like, don't, like, they just lost their kid. And, like, it's really sensitive. Like, let's try to keep it lighthearted around them. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be it. I wish I had something else to end on. Thank you. job great job you know as comedians though we can't really get rid of segues because then we'll have to get rid of the host like i'm just basically a walking <laughs> like i'm a walking transition i'm like uh, furthermore <laughs> you know how we start essays so <laughs> anyway thank you all for having me host thank you guys for coming out great test by everyone shout out to pam for the space Donate if you haven't already. See ya. Like, yeah, we did it. We did it. And the guy was quite a bit older. He was kind of raggedy and...
and she was very beautiful, you know? And together they turned everything into a kind of an adventure. She liked that. Just an ordinary trip down to the grocery store was full of adventure. And they were always laughing at stupid things. He liked to make her laugh. And they didn't much care for anything else because all they wanted to do was be with each other. They were always together. And he, he loved her more than he ever felt possible. He couldn't stand being away from her um, during the day when he went to work. So he'd quit just to be home with her. Then he'd get another job when the money ran out. And then he'd quit again. But pretty soon she started to worry. Money, I guess. Not having enough. Hmm. Not knowing when the next check was coming in. Yeah, I know that feeling. So he started to get kind of torn inside coming in. Yeah, I know that feeling. So he started to get kind of torn inside. Well, he knew he had to work to support her, but he couldn't stand being away from her either. And the more he was away from her, the crazier he got. Except now, he got really crazy. He started imagining all kinds of things. Like what? He started thinking that she was seeing other men on the sly. He'd come home from work and accuse her of spending the day with somebody else. He'd yell at him to break things in the trailer. Anyway, he started to drink real bad. He'd stay out late to test her, to see if she'd get jealous. He wanted her to get jealous, but she didn't. She just worried about him, but that got him even madder. He thought if she never got jealous of him, that she didn't really care about him. Jealousy was a sign of her love for him. And then one night, one night, she told him that she was pregnant. She was about three or four months pregnant, and he didn't even know. And then suddenly everything changed. He stopped drinking, got a steady job. He was convinced that she loved him now because she was carrying his child. And he was going to dedicate himself to making a home for her. But a funny thing started to happen. 
He didn't even notice it at first. She started to change. From the day the baby was born, she began to get irritated with everything around her. She got mad at everything. Even the babies seemed to be an injustice to her. He kept trying to make everything all right for her, buy her things, take her out to dinner once a week. But nothing seemed to satisfy her. For two years, he struggled to pull them back together like they were when they first met. Finally, he knew it was never going to work out. So he hit the bottle again. But this time it got mean. This time when he came home late at night, she wasn't worried about him or jealous. She was just enraged. She accused him of holding her captive by making her have a baby. She told him that she dreamed about escaping. That was all she dreamed about, escape. She saw herself at night running naked down a highway, running across fields, running down riverbeds, always running. And always just when she was about to get away, he'd be there. He would stop her somehow. He would just appear and stop her. And when she told him these dreams, he believed them. He knew she had to be stopped or she'd leave him forever. So he tied a cowbell to her ankle so he could hear at night if she tried to get out of bed. But she learned how to muffle the bell by stuffing a sock into it and inching her way out of the bed and into the night. He caught her one night when the sock fell out and he heard her trying to run to the highway. He caught her and dragged her back to the trailer and tied her to the stove his belt. He just left her there, went back to bed, and lay there listening to her scream. Then he listened to his son's scream. And he was surprised at himself because he didn't feel anything anymore. All he wanted to do was sleep. First time, he wished you were far away, lost in a deep, vast country where nobody knew him, somewhere without language, or streets. And he dreamed about this place without knowing its name. And when he woke up, he was on fire. flames burning the sheets of his bed. He ran through the flames toward the only two people he loved. But they were gone. His arms were burning and he threw himself outside and rolled on the wet ground. Then he ran. Back at the fire. He just ran. He ran until the sun came up. And he couldn't run any further. And when the sun went down, he 
minivan again. For five days he ran like this until every sign of man had disappeared.
Flat Black Plastic is the show on Mutiny Radio that you're listening to. Keep it listening.